You're listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Well, it's been pretty hectic lately. I don't need to tell you that, but we might as well just go ahead and put it out there right at the beginning. We just got done with a whole lot of drama surrounding coronavirus. And some of us have had neighbors call police on our children for playing outside. We've been attacked because we are five feet and not six feet away from the next person in line standing there trying to buy a burrito at Chipotle. I mean, people have been upset. Can't get your hair cut, can't work out, and then everybody's trapped at home with their kids who they love so much and are always perfect angels. Well, you know, now we are in a season of great civil unrest. A lot of people are upset, and rightly so, uh, because police brutality is under the microscope now, and there have been peaceful protests, as well as rioting. And I want to just say this, okay? Uh, I think most of you are probably aware of this, but for those of you that may not know, I do not have white skin, and neither does my wife. And, and I'll tell you, mistreatment of people by police is something that has touched both my family and my wife's family. And and so do we have some sensitivities to, to the issues that are being raised? Uh, absolutely. As a matter of fact, I remember one case, and this is just my personal story. And when I was in college, I was driving a little too fast on the highway through an area that was predominantly white. And I got pulled over by the police, and that's okay. Why? Because I was speeding and breaking the law by a few miles. And uh, I was told to exit my vehicle and put my hands on the car. The police stood behind his door with his gun out for a speeding ticket. The only reason that I could figure out why this was happening to me was because my skin is brown. And uh, fortunately, there was no escalation. I got patted down and then I got a speeding ticket. <laughs> but this is the kind of stuff, you know, people have been through a lot of things that felt unfair and unjust. And now that nerve is being poked. But I want to say on the other side of this, there is an agenda to create civil unrest for diabolical purposes through the inciting of riots by peeing people off and by engineering something. And it has nothing to do with justice at all. And as believers, what we need to do is discern the line, okay, uh, is it okay to riot and run around and break windows and throw bricks at stuff because other people are doing it in inner cities? Absolutely not. The, the 
Constitution, the Bill of Rights, does not give people permission to riot if they're upset. It gives people permission to peacefully protest. And on the back of this nerve being poked, uh, there is a satanic agenda that we need to just call it out for what it is. And we are called as peacemakers. And so while we pursue justice as believers, I want to encourage everyone to remember, uh, pursue justice from a seat of righteousness. Don't be stupid. Okay. Uh, With that said, let's get to some other news. I want to say that we are moving to Houston. That's the whole ministry. And I I mentioned this before, and I'm, I'm mentioning it again. One of the reasons why is because I'm secretly thinking, if I say this enough times, someone may give us exactly what we're believing God for. Maybe, maybe not. Right now, we are moving towards elements of our vision that have, to this point, not been manifested. One, survivor housing. Two, a ministry training center. So that we can have three ongoing weekly community that is in person and 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 really to establish a base of operations so all of that's going to happen in houston and right now we are looking at tracts of land in what i would call the southwest quadrant so so houston is basically broken up into four quadrants that's how people understand the city based on the highways And we are looking primarily in the southwest quadrant for certain reasons right now. And we're believing God for land. And so if you happen to have 10, 20, 30 acres and you'd like to give it to the purposes of God and his kingdom, give me a phone call. Otherwise, folks, I want to thank you for those of you that continue to support us financially, because if we don't have it given to us, we will buy it. And we are pricing land even as we speak. We're very intent on fulfilling the vision, the destiny that God has given us, and we know that we serve a great and mighty God who is a provider. But if you have been thinking about supporting Bride Ministries financially and you've been sitting on the fence like, well, what are they really going to do if I give them my financial support? Well, let me tell you, we're going to do exactly what we say we're going to do. And I challenge anyone that's been following us for years to develop a track record of things that I have said we are going to do and systematically did not do. When I say we're going to do something, folks, we're doing it. And that's because we like to think we have something called integrity. So this is happening. And those of you that sow into us get to be a part of it. Now, uh, with that said, We are going to be also doing our DID Coach Mentorship Program, not only this year, but in 2021 as well. Those applications are being taken as we speak. We're going to have an open house this Sunday that you can sign up for from the front page of BrideMovement.com. If you want to know more information about the program, meet some of the students and ask some questions. We are taking applications from the ministry page on our website. So you just go to bridemovement.com, go to ministry and scroll down to the place where it says, I want to be a coach. That's where you can go to fill out an application and get some more details. It is not free and there is an application process. Not everyone that applies will be allowed into the program. And there are certain criteria we're looking for. We are very excited about the students that are currently in the program. They will be graduating in December. And so you're going to see a transition on our platform where we are going to be 
filling out our ministry page with a whole lot of coach profiles for those students that decide to continue with us as bride ministry coaches after they graduate. So for those of you that have been on the bridemovement.com website or on my personal coaching page looking for a session, hoping something opens up and finding that I'm pretty much booked all the time and you're saying, wow, you know, when are they going to have more solutions for people like me? Just wait until December, January, because that's when you're going to see a whole lot more solutions and people and coaches made available to you through our platform that are operating out of our revelation and very capable of ministering to inner healing needs, human spirit activation needs, and deep advanced deliverance needs. So all of that's coming about. Also, we are getting ready to launch the self-deliverance portal. We're building it as we speak. Uh, I can't wait for all the fruit that's going to come out of this guy. So just uh, be checking our website. We look to launch that sometime in July. Folks, I'm done with updates. I mean, there's some more I could say, but there's an amazing podcast awaiting us. So let me pause here. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Folks, we are back on Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall, and I am sitting down with Robert, but not Robert uh, at the surface. Today, I'm actually sitting down with Lauren, who is one of Robert's alters. Now, for those of you that have been following our podcast for a long time, you'll know that I have had Robert and some of his different alters uh, on my program a lot of times, beginning with a series that we did, believe, uh, starting in 2016, uh, it's called Depths of the Illuminati, parts one through eight. (laughs) And we went through a lot of different uh, elements of Robert's story. And that may have actually gone back all the way to 2015, to be honest. And um, we also have featured him on several other series. We have discussed Project Montauk um, with him and another survivor, both of which were involved. We have also had him talking about Hollow Earth. And uh, the most recent time that I've had Robert as a guest was last year when we uh, got on to talk about the complexities of his inner world. And I have been working with Robert as a a client of mine since 2014. So we have a relationship that actually goes pretty far back. And over the years, you know, I have had the opportunity to see a lot of fruit um, and a lot of development. I, I, I've learned a lot and I uh, am here to introduce Lauren today uh, for today's podcast. Lauren, welcome back to the program. Hello, Daniel. It's great to be back after five years. In my case, it's Lauren, that is. And we certainly has, yeah, gone quite far over the five years or six years in counseling. And I thought there's still a lot to uncover, but still that's for in the future. And yeah, I hope that our journey also will give other uh, survivors support 
and others that have not come yet for help that I will come to bride ministry or other ministries that give counseling because it is needed now even more than ever before. So I hope that our journey will give others hope to ask for help. And in my opinion, the only way with survivors like Robert is the only way through Jeshua, Jesus Christ. Well, amen. We, have, we never would have made it this far without Jesus Christ. As that's my personal opinion, but also Robert, and it's the cold heart uh, truth of the matter. Well, uh, you know, folks, years ago when we had started to do uh, Robert's story uh, in the form of a series called The Depths of the Illuminati, parts one through eight. The honest truth was that some of those recordings were done under non-ideal circumstances, uh, particularly parts three and four. And for those of you that have been following us this long, you may remember um, several podcasts that featured Robert, which were very difficult to hear. The audio quality was so poor, in fact, that I got some hate mail. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> How dare you, Dan Duvall, put out information like this with poor audio quality. I can't take it. I want to hear it so bad, but I can't understand what's being said. And so we were recently speaking during uh, one of our coaching sessions, and you know, uh, Lauren expressed to me that uh, it would be nice to re-record some of that information more uh, <laughs> with, with, with better quality. So that those of you that missed it back then can understand it now. And, and, you know, for some of you that are just beginning to connect with us as a ministry, I will explain this briefly. You know, when we are talking about folks that have been through severe trauma, and uh, that includes defecting from the Illuminati, which Robert has done, uh, there will be fragmentation of the soul in all cases. This Fragmentation of the soul under heavy trauma leads to the creation of alternate personalities and therefore survivors of satanic ritual abuse, Illuminati level cult abuse, government sponsored mind control agendas will have alternate personalities with different names and often different genders as well. Lauren, who we are talking to, is one of Robert's alternate personalities uh, who has been extremely helpful over the years. So I just say that for those of you that may have been a little confused at the introduction. Now, with that laid out, Lauren, um, I want to come back to some of the material that we covered uh, years ago that kind of got lost in translation. And some of that included Mars and the trafficking of Robert's parts to Mars and the off-planet sex temples. So what happened there? Yeah, that was with one, I have to say, that was with one of our altars, female altars, Clarissa and Kate, in case people are wondering. I never dealt with those type of things, thank God myself, I was used on the inside. But yeah, they were trafficked uh, in the astral uh, to Mars, and even other places as well besides Mars. And in there they were exposed to not only satanic, rituals but also rich uh, sex rituals 
but that's tied into it as well. And and as you showed earlier to me, one of the uh, drawings that either Kate or Clarissa drew for you about the the granite type of slabs that those see that they were laid on on top uh, and 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 above the within the air above those slabs uh, there was like a portal that opened up and that is where those different type of creatures came in and, and raped about 10 or 12 uh, children all in the spirit or in the astral or whatever term you call call it how daniel is it the astral or a spirit realm well the way it's been described to, to me by people i believe that the astral is like the spirit world right on top of or immediately on top of the physical so there's a lot of traffic and activity that's happening and yeah. almost like the spirits that are in the astral can easily engage with this physical world turn electronics on and off move objects to a certain degree um and like then there's the spirit world on the higher dimensional planes and stuff that goes into more disconnect yeah physical environments if you talk about the lower end of the spirit or the astral astral world in this case for our conversation uh yeah so when those children including with kate being pulled out and clarissa on different times they were laid down tied on those uh, slabs granite slabs and above them and a portal opened in which different type of creatures came out somewhere like squid like as I recall from them, or even merfolk type of creatures and slimy amphibian reptile types, and they don't were raped at times for hours. And as I said, thank God I it wasn't with me as Lauren. Thank God the the father alone to be to be touched and to be raped by the, those type of uh, creatures. Yeah that could give you trauma for a lifetime and uh, but yeah that happened so well on locations on mars also within bases on mars as well and even other planets within our solar system so let me ask you this question because this is something that they brought up the way that these slabs would be laid out yes temples would be almost like a clock or a circle yes and it also were done in a similar way how with the horizon how our sun and moon comes up and go down and things like that so it's in a similar way some of the structures that kate and clarissa remembered looks as we saw in the ancient world as in ancient greece in Rome, some of the structures in buildings and stuff. But yeah, they're using the similar as setting of the sun and things as we, as we have on Earth. So, and every time it was not only on those, and there was not only one slab between, uh, in around with 12, but there were about 10 
10 of those circles with those slabs uh, on it. So you had about 120 or something of those astral form of the kids yeah, being molested and, and raped and some impregnated and then they, uh, as we talked, you talked with Robert about, I think about spirit children, I think as well, in Robert's case, connected with Africa, then with Nigeria and Ghana, if I recall with rituals over there. But similar things also were done on, on Mars and different other planets or, or moons. Uh, some of the moons of uh, Jupiter, uh, and that was inside of some of the moons. There were similar things going on. Wow. And so, yeah, this horrendous, and I know that still Kate and Clarissa still has a long way to go in, in healing. There's not something that you can heal straight away from, even with Jesus Christ, because in the end, it is even if you have Jesus Christ with you, Still, the healing is that you have to do yourself. You cannot give the healing to Jesus Christ and just, you know, I'm healed. It doesn't work like that. And like every altar is like every normal human in one body. Each one has his own uh, clock in, in healing. Some heals quicker than others. Mm -hmm. And no matter if the trauma is similar. So, yeah, there's still a long way, way to go. And... Uh, with some of them and so but those were one of the things yeah that Kate and Clarissa went through and so I, I want to bring something up here this is very interesting just to note right because as, as as we as believers begin to understand more and more the nature of what the kingdom of darkness has mastered and produced in order to advance their agendas uh, what you're suggesting is that rituals don't just happen in conjunction with the cycles of the sun and the moon on earth. Rituals are done in conjunction with cycles of the sun and moons, plural, um, from other planets and moons. Yes. Well, Remember also <clears throat> that Mars is one of the places where Lucifer, or later on Satan, has one of his citadels. So, so it makes sense, of course, uh, in order to power up events over there and to power up, let's say, also uh, Lucifer, it makes sense that they also do things on Mars from that point of view. Because most of the time he, he is in his palaces uh, on, on, uh, on Mars and besides also on Earth, of course. And in the future, yeah, we have to deal with him, of course, when finally the, uh, what is it, uh, the person that will come, um, say, now what, what is, what is the Antichrist? Yes. And of course, the energy of the Antichrist, yeah, that will be, <clears throat> that will be in a cloned body because the physical body will not hold that darkness of energy. So when the Antichrist finally will, emerge whenever that is people have to realize that it will be a cloned uh, body from one of the 13 bloodline families european families so if it is either could be for, for, for anything the romanovs or one of the other west european bloodlines but whoever it be 
Um, so that is another thing, but we still have to deal in the future. And yeah, people maybe some people get impatient by saying, "Oh, it's not going to happen again; otherwise, it would have happened." <coughs> people have to realize that God's glory and power is so overwhelming. If God wants to uh, make it happen later, He can do it in order for His kingdom and for His glory to get more people into the frame uh, of followers. Because in the end, God wants to save, if possible, every human. That is, every human that wants to accept his blood, the blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah, of course, you will have some people that probably will refuse. But yeah, God has given us now more time uh, to get more people under his uh, blood for the time to come. But in the meantime, <coughs> all the evilness that continue uh, that also goes in the temples and now yeah, we see it yearly with all the children being uh, brought into the pedophile networks around uh, around the states and Europe and elsewhere let alone also elsewhere in the universe now yeah one of the places where they operate is Mars now let me ask this question okay because uh, all right you know these people want us to believe that we're just recent years being able to get rovers on Mars. And, you know, this is planet where I actually actually put a human on Mars sometime in the future. Uh, of course, your experience would suggest otherwise. How did Robert's parts get trafficked to Mars from a mechanical standpoint? Were they just summoned and time traveled there? Were there jump rooms involved? Uh, uh, jump, uh, jump uh, rooms or portals. Can uh, you concerning, talk concerning, about it? Concerning Mars, as you said, yeah, people think, oh yeah, we're going to have a rover and it's 2030, according to NASA, we're going to go. That's a load of crap because the Nazis had already in, installed a base after the Second World War. When we take the uh, testimonies, of survivors of the uh, dark fleet uh, survivors and they who were put, put in service for, for the Nazis or the renegade Nazis and the Dracos and there is a lot of testimony on that that the Nazis had already installed their base I think after between 1948 and 1952 or something around that time so we have been already for a long period on, on Mars. And also the US, together with Russia, has, an, has a space uh, program, but it's also connected to Mars. So we are already there. Of course, yeah, the NASA, the official, yeah, that lags light years behind, but that is on purpose because they don't want us to know that we are already capable to travel, either through physical means, by a spaceship or otherwise through jump rooms, EA stargates. And so, but a lot of, yeah, a lot of kids that are disappearing on Earth, uh, they're ending up either on Earth in the underground networks with, with the pedophile networks, uh, or they're ending up on within the secret space programs, the multiple space programs being either bartered for other things with alien races, or they are being used in the sex temples and in, in the sex trade 
what is uh, interdimensional and that goes intergalactically. And humans are quite in demand, so far we know. Uh, so, you how people probably can see it when you got this scene, as with uh, us being a slave. As the scene that you have in, uh, was it in Return of the Jedi, that you had this dancer before, uh, uh, what was this monster, uh, Toad, what was his name, this criminal? Oh, that, the slug guy? Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. And he had this female. Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, Jabba the Hutt, or Pizza the Hutt. As, 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 in, uh, as in the spoof of Star Wars. But, but if you see, yeah, the model of this woman, female, alien female, who had to dance for this Java, whatever. And, but if you can see that, picture that in, in your mind, see this also with children, and that is what's happening on a collective scale. It's not only the kids disappearing on Earth in the in, in the underground networks, but they are even further abroad to, to Mars and other places. And so, thank God we were not bothered. Okay, Kate and um, Clarissa were, were used, but we were not sold off as some of those other kids, thank God. And people have to realize when with all the missings and disappearances, that a lot of them ending up of our world, sadly enough. And the question is with a lot of them, if they are still alive. And, and it can happen to everyone. It's not only with kids from bloodline families, mainly the kids being uh, captured and being sold off come from non-bloodliners. Of course, you have maybe a few parents who maybe willingly have sold off their child because they needed the money. The thought alone makes me sick, to be honest, how you, how you can sell off your child like that. But it, it's disgusting in my opinion, but uh, the sex trafficking, what happened in this case, with, or at least what happened to, to Katie Clarissa, I would say is probably pretty common with survivors. Uh, certainly what Katie Clarissa had seen when, when she was on Mars and some of the moons and as I said we had with those slaps in a circle and there were like 10 or 12 of those circles full so you're talking about 120 kids at a time. Now this is one of the things that gets really really intense I mean one of right because everything that you're saying is technically intense for those that have not been red pilled. But, you know, when we talk about rituals, okay, it's yes. like, well, why do evil people do rituals? Well, one of the first and most immediate things that comes to mind is more power. They do yeah. rituals for power. But how do rituals produce power? And one of the ways that rituals produce power is when through the sex that's happening on the astral plane, spirit children are produced and the spirit children make the bloodlines more powerful. Now, right. what shocks, shocked me was when I got to speak to Kate and Clarissa, they came to the surface during our sessions and, and explained to me, yes, we got pregnant during these rituals. And I said, 
how can you get pregnant if Robert's physical body is male? Let's talk about that for a little bit. <clears throat> now, one of the reasons is that, that their body, from their point of view, in the spirit form, if, if you like, if you can alter like that, is female. As you said in your intro in, in, in other interviews with alters, alters in a person can so well be male and female form. And people have to realize an alter is, you could say, like the spirit of a soul. What is, in essence, energy. And, and, and energy can be either male or female, if I explain it right. Yeah, I could be wrong, but, no, but I mean, just... that is how I see this <clears throat> from my point of view. So the thing is that people always, people always see, yeah, they see the body and they see that, let's say, in this case, a male body. So they only think in the term, oh yeah, it's a male. So how can then an alter can get pregnant? But an alter is a personality on, 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 a, on the spirit level. So if that alter is female and, and, and the uh, rituals took place on the spirit level or the astral level, yeah, then they can get pregnant. And, that is, and they can produce, yeah, those spirit children. And those spirit children can be used for a variety of ways. They can be either used in rituals or they can be used for a variety of hosts of other things. Uh, uh, as we also explained in one of the other airings that you did with uh, Robert, if I'm correct. And also the sex on those uh, places, on those hubs, where those ley lines come together, uh, when, the, when the rape is in such a way that, that the body goes in and kind of an ecstasy type of thing, but then in, in, not in pleasure, but pain. Yeah, it, it enhances uh, the energy, what will be unleashed on, on those ritual places, on those hubs. And then you've got all those people who are in an, ex, in an extended uh, mode of well, whatever they are in, in, a, in their form of ecstasy, that will enhance the power that will be unleashed. If you've got those rituals, at times, you got about a hundred people at one location. Not always hundred, but you can imagine with all those people in the same mood frame, uh, in an in a ex extended mood of sexual, ex um, yeah, ex 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 excitement, if you like. Yeah, that will enhance the power that will be unleashed, and also it depends on, in some cases, they using the rituals to empower the energy of certain other people. So if the, in chance those people's name are being uh, named out, then those people will get all the energy from what, what is happening on the rituals. And this way, Robert also was used in a ritual and he was raped. This was in 1998 and that was in, in Asia. But the, it was for the empowerment of, I think, one of the leaders of North Korea during that time. I think there was a switch between one of the generations and so the new leader needed to be empowered and Robert and others were used in that and they were raped and the energy gave them the new leader of North, uh, North Korea done more power and members of his uh, new government and that is how they also used in the rituals.
uh, globally for powering up certain people for certain positions for certain agendas. It's not only powering up uh, people, it's powering up agendas uh, in particular. And, and goals that I said, because Illuminati works on a similar schedule as the communist Russia or the former communist uh, Russia with five years, 10 years, 25, 50, 100 year goals in, in years. And that is why they, can, they, they haven't been always able to wait because they have their markers on those dates. They don't operate from a day to day. Oh yeah, now in five days we can overthrow the world and things like, it doesn't work like that. So they are very meticulous and they're reptilian masters from the lower part of the fourth dimension as well. And eventually Lucifer, who is on the top of the pyramid because in the end, everyone that is part of it has made his oath with Lucifer. And so if it is humans or demons or reptilians, they all following the same leader and the different names, of course, because no doubt within the, within the reptilian tongue, depending on what species, he, will, he or she will have a different name than what we give him because they, do, they use different sounds and different words if they use words. But yeah, we talk in the end all about the same uh, same master being if you like and now yeah planet earth is in, in the end planet that is given to god for a short period to to lucifer as his playground so yeah that's another reason why we see a lot of negative beings coming from all of the universe here especially from the mid 20th century after the, we started exploding the first atomic bomb in the modern world, modern world as in the current world, and that was a global or intergalactic invita uh, invitation to other beings that, that we are entering a new age and that we are ready to receive them. And that's another reason on the subject of UFO sightings and the whole abduction scene, what has happened afterwards why we have seen such an influx in what is known as extraterrestrials. So, so when you are um, talking about Kate and Clarissa and their experience in these temples on Mars, one of the things that you said right out the gate is they, the portal would open. So, so first yeah. of all, they'd be trafficked there. Yes. There, there were over a hundred other children there, probably astral forms of people around the planet that are all tied into different things, right? So the, yes. clearly people are being trafficked to other realms where they have parts of their soul being put through rituals to power up things. And I mean, how many of them are even aware that that's happening because dissociation would lock that away? I know. Right. But then another portal opens once everything's set up and other beings are coming in. Uh, including merfolk? Yeah, merfolk, yeah, they looked as merfolk, or what we would describe as merfolk in form. And I know that merf merfolk or mermaids are seen here on Earth, of course, connected, hey, they are part of the water kingdom, and they are seen as, of course, as part of 
Satan's kingdom. Uh, I'm not sure per se in the initial phase that they were part of Satan's kingdom because we all know that Satan or Lucifer is a conqueror. And any race that he can conquer, he will use. An example is, if I recall from Robert, when he was about six or seven, he may told you when he was brought to Nigeria, Ghana, and before the he went in the spirit into the sea, and he ended up in the in the undersea kingdom over there, and he saw Murph out there, and he could sense the fear that came out of them about being there and being under uh, being under the situation that they were there. So to Robert, it always indicated that they themselves are prisoners. And the question is, probably, so far we now know from certain teachings, apparently the folk people probably goes either way back to Atlantis and Lemuria and maybe even further back on Earth. Thank God, I must say, thank God that they are wise enough not to show themselves to, to the to the surface people, because we all know the the records we have, how we are, how we share the planet with other beings. Because as we saw after the movie of Jaws, as Robert says, everyone went on hunting on the white shark because they saw the white shark as an evil beast. And the same could be done that people kind of go when Murphy could be more seen and that they kind of hunt them into extinction. We all know how humanity are in, on that way. So I hope that those species are wise enough to stay far away from, from humans because humans are not uh, the best track records if it comes to sharing the planet. Sorry for saying, but that is an observation. But, <laughs> but yeah, during the event with Kate and Clarissa, yeah, there were beings that looked like merfolk over 10 feet tall. In some cases, there were also squid-like creatures, similar length, 10, 15 feet, and also slimy amphibian reptile creatures. And yeah, according to Kate, some even looked as if they came out of some of those horror movies, as if part of their face was eaten eating up with holes in it. Oh my. Or that is how some look like them. We were never fans of horror movies, thank God, but I know, I know some people in the past that were, and also you had those Friday, the first movie, I think was one of those, I think, and so people have an ID, or those zombie movies nowadays, of course. So people have an ID, what we are talking about in some, some cases, but, yeah, the, the events that the place with Kate and Clarissa certainly has scars, scars them. And, but no wonder, to be honest. And it's not only them, I think all the others. In this case, Robert and his parts are aware of it. How many people are still out there who are still not aware of what happened? Maybe is a good thing, of course. Albeit, if you want to heal in the end, you have to face through this reality uh, if you want to completely heal and yeah healing is not always a pleasant thing because you have to face as some would say your demons as they call it and this is the thing um 
you know, I, I think the kingdom of darkness has been working hard to initiate the world, so to speak, into their agenda. Um, a lot of stuff is happening to people and their children uh, that is being executed through fragmentation of the soul, but largely through spiritual trafficking. So yeah. a lot of people now, especially the younger generations, are being pulled into stuff they're not necessarily signing up for. There's no. not even a lot of physical torture and traditional um, affliction like what you went through in order to create the fragmentation. A lot of it's being done from the astral plane, even during sleep cycles. And then people are being caught up in stuff um, simply because they're carrying bloodline iniquities that they're, those markers are gates. And so many people are wrapped up in agendas that we don't even have a context or grid for. And while people don't know what their problems are, the physical outward manifestation is depression, anxiety, uh, OCD. Like, so where are these problems coming from? Yes. Now, I, I also want to talk about some, some other things with you because, you know, uh, in our last interview with Robert, we started talking about his inner world, right? And one of the things about Robert's inner world is that it is, we could use the term metaphysically or spiritually linked to other geographies and realms. And so we find these prisons and they're like base camp prisons or bases. Uh, the first one, I believe, was we found it in 2015. And that's actually where we kind of left off on our last interview. We started talking about this oh, internal right. base and how we had to break in, raid it, get human fragments out. And this is a, something that's continued over the years. Can you... Um, kind of rehash some of that and take us into that conversation of how Robert and his parts have been put in severe bondage through this mechanism. <clears throat> yeah, so far I know with Robert, I started from very early before his first uh, birthday, probably even already, if I recall, maybe during the pre-birth programming, it's been splitting up because I recall from the first interview, yeah, with, uh, with the parts of the Robert's spirit parts being placed before Point Montauk, for, I think 14, uh, we found out later there were nine or 10 others also missing. So one is still missing and the rest is in re recuperation now. But, but yeah, with those bases, they started on very young age with Robert and they are interlaced not only People have to see their, their, the inside world in, uh, is in a way like an interdimensional plane, if I describe it right. That is how you probably can see it in, in best because people are probably going to see or think, wait a minute, how can things on the inside? Well, on the inside, you have only the heart, the lung, the spleen, and all the others, and all the other organs. By the way, organs also can be used as doorways into the uh, inner in realms. There's, <clears throat> so again, that all plays parts in this, and yeah, in a way, how the dark, how the the kingdom of darkness work is very ingenious. I must admit, 
uh, that is that I have to give them credit for. Not that I want to, but they certainly do credit for what they have done. And I wish they had done that for the good of God's kingdom and the universe, for the, uh, the omniverse. But unfortunately, God created them so that they had to play their part. I still wonder if God knew why, why they would fall, why create them. But yeah, God only knows the reason. And I guess it's not for us to wonder about it. Uh, yeah, we have to play our part in, in it. And but yeah, concerning the in, initial uh, basis and the ratings, I remember the first catch was I think about thirty something or whatever, if I recall, in comparison to what we have now in the sixty thousand per rating. But then we are now with six rating parties, and we have learned a lot how to rate those bases over those years and there were a few cases that we have lost uh, uh yeah some angels during those raiding parties because also the enemy using similar weapon weaponry plasma and energy weapons uh, as god's angels the fallen angels in in essence has similar weapons as god's angels the only one the only difference is is that they sided with lucifer as you know yourself. But yeah, their type of technology is quite similar. <coughs> so when when we do those raiding parties and to come back on the very first ones, or in the first year, I would say, I recall that we had some sittings, I think of between four and on two occasions, I think seven hours, if I recall. You no doubt have learned a lot about those ratings, how to do it later on for your other clients. I'm glad that it has helped you in that. But yeah, those were sometimes brutal uh, ratings. And as I said, on, also on God's side with the angels, some yeah were obliterated by the weaponry, what the enemy used. And some of the creatures, some probably could have come out of, uh, out of the swamp. Uh, out of, out of, how they look like, but they are, instead of only a few feet high, some could be easily 60, 80 feet tall. And some of the bases had ceilings that were in, in feet up to 60 or more feet tall. So that means that the locations hold yeah, beings that could easily stand in there, not like us, as puny little six feet, whatever, in my case, nine feet five on the inside. But still, by some of the creatures that we dealt with, yeah, they could be as tall as an uh, as a building, as a tall building uh, with multiple uh, levels. And as the Bible says, uh, in the end time, a certain beasts can be unleashed again. And I think that is also what we talked about in in your show about Montauk. The, because you had a question of Robert had seen Navalim. He Robert had seen Navalim so well in human form, but he also saw hybrids or chimeras or whatever they are being called. And they also could be over 20 foot tall or, or even much taller than that, but they are then crossbreed between different species. And some of some of those type of creatures we saw on the inside being used as in the garden. 
and uh, also in guarding the fortresses or bases that we raided. And as I said, it was quite brutal. If you think, yeah, if you see, let's say, like a war movie, if you think that is already something, sometimes with those old movies and what they have to go through, and that is what they can do on the inside when they create those prisons for altars and they're guarding it with demonic entities. And not all demonic entities will take human form. A lot of them will take grotesque looking creatures, of course, to scare the altars. And they probably think the scarier it looks, yeah, then the, the enemy, the enemy from their point of view, will not come to harass us. Now, yeah, we, uh, we came together to collect what was ours, rightfully. And we will continue to do that. <clears throat> and some of the bases they look like some of the bases are so we call looked us uh as the model what we saw in the movie what was the movie called uh, with Milvich. Uh that was in the late eighties. Uh, what was the movie? What's the whole series came out of it? But it was a type of military base, less uh, medical uh, base. It wouldn't happen and to be Stargate. No, no, it was about a military base where they did experiments and a virus is, came out, escaped, and they turned into zombies. But it was also a computer game, though. It started with a computer game that uh but it was with this actress milovic who also was a model and she played in the fifth element later on okay as the fifth element but she played in the five movies about the, about this base uh but nonetheless the creatures uh yeah that they that they're using could look uh, like those grotesque monsters also what they have at dalsy what they're reproducing Except in Dalsy, yeah, they are not 20 to 40 feet tall because then you have to make the ceilings much higher. But then that is also where they have those up bases for Montauk for. And for one, they are off world, so it's harder that they can escape back to Earth, at least before it's time. But also, uh, the Montauk base in Mar on Mars is already housed in a much bigger cavern system but it seemed but according to the scientists it was at least over five hundred thousand years old according to their conservative uh, estimates and some of the rooms were 40 plus feet tall and now yeah but what we saw the the naval amnestasis they already were 20 feet tall uh, 18 19 20 feet tall and there were uh, apparently even taller ones that they had as well, but they, they were the uh, pre-flood beings. The ones that robots are were post-flood. The ones that were being placed after, well, who came back after the flood? <coughs> and uh, yeah, because what they did with Montauk by sending the Montauk boys or Montauk girls, uh, sending them on not only scouting, but they sent them also to collect items, uh, DNA harvesting DNA from, let's say, when they were sent to pre-flood times to uh, try to, to get DNA 
obtain DNA from pre-flood uh, navelling, either alive or just dead. And the same with uh, post-flood navelling, the DNA. And that is how they could were able to create those navelling back on the genetic base on Mars, among um, other locations. And those bases, and there are other pockets um, interdimensionally and other locations where other grotesque beings are held till they are going to be unleashed till the right time. But also the Bible talks about. But some of those creatures are at least that look, but looks like some of the chimeras and hybrids that we have seen in the bases. They also create them on the inside. And again, they are similar in size. I wonder sometimes if maybe the ones that we have seen sometimes are even bigger than the ones that we have seen on the Mars base, but you get the picture what I talk about. And for your listeners, in the future, when as the Bible talks about when they're going to be unleashed, see see the picture for you as the last two um, Godzilla movies, as an example. And, and the size and the type of creatures what uh, what humanity awaits, what will be unleashed. The Bible talks about about what will be unleashed. Maybe not in the exact words. So it, you're saying a lot. I mean, this is this is very deep. But folks, if if you're tracking here, I'm I'm going to just kind of summarize some of the main points in case you missed it. Lauren is explaining to us bases that exist as, as a type of soul prison for Robert's parts on the inside. They have very high ceilings. They exist as a component of Robert's inner world. She is comparing them to physical bases on Mars and in other places where Robert and his parts have been and making the comparison between the kinds of creatures and chimeras that are found on the inside and the outside. So there's a couple of conversations happening here. And when we actually break down this conversation even more, what we're saying is the inside and the outside are connected. Yes. They're not entirely separate. Is One that is right? Of the, yes, that's complete. The inner world is the mirror of the outside world. How the uh, programmers created it and modeled it. Or I should say their master Lucifer. Because in the end, the programmers operate in their name and orders of their master Lucifer. So, so, and what happened to us is probably for, that counts for most survivors. Of course, it is not that all survivors are at the same place that they know and remember everything. And probably the approach for each survivor could be slightly different. But you know, you you know better yourself about that. So now, Lauren, can, can because you have uh, gone with the angels in yes. these raids as one of Robert's parts. And and folks, when we're in session, oftentimes what happened from a mechanical standpoint is the angels will be standing there ready to go. Lauren may pick up the phone and talk with me for some time, but when it's time for the, that part of the work to happen, Lauren will actually go with the angels and Robert 
will come to the surface and I'll be doing renunciations and other work with him. Um, can you talk how, about how Robert's parts are being imprisoned? Like when the bases are being raided and the parts are being liberated, you know, you've described to me things like sensory deprivation tanks. You've described, like, can you just talk about yes. how the parts are held? Some of the, some of the parts, uh, yeah, people have also realized in a way how you can see a part is like in a mini form as the physical body, if I'm correct in my description. And so from that point of view, you see then it could be that the parts could be chained on, chained on walls, uh, for one, as we have seen with a lot. Uh, they have been placed in deprivation uh, tanks. They have been put in, including in, in what looked like a solid uh, fluid, but also with electrodes in it. So they have been placed in a, in a constant electro shock situation, among other things, as we have witnessed. It is horrendous. Uh, if we talk about, if we think the abuse that happened in the outside world, uh, what happened with Robert and other survivors with what the parts have to go through on the inside when they have been kept imprisoned could be even worse than we have seen uh, on the on the outs in on the outside world. I'm not sure some of the situation that we found uh, the parts the parts in the soul parts. If the physical body had to go through it, I don't think that the physical body would hold it that long. When God, the soul parts are much tougher than the physical body with all its parts because the physical body would have been killed and roasted uh, very, in a very short time, especially with the electroshock and, and things like that as we have witnessed. And this still happens. We still have found uh, souls, soul parts uh, still in those type of situations just as recently. And so this has been going on for years. And also the enemy, of course, become even more inventive as well, especially trying to keep us out of their locations and try us to keep away. Uh, because, yeah, they are seen as a prize, let's say, yeah, as, as a prize for them. And, and also for what all the things that they will do with them. And Robert is only one survivor. How many other survivors like Robert are out there that has similar things and is and in this case isn't aware about it. As I said, I think in 2015, yeah, Robert's programming started to break down in the summer of 2013. So that was only very recent from that point of view. And Robert was then for 49 years. So Robert was actively being used 49 years of his life. And they still splitting still parts up because they also created inside of Robert internal programming centers that are still running on, on real time. And that's another reason why we still continue to, to close them down, as you know. And yeah, that's, it doesn't seem to have, I, I know there will be at one point an end to it, only God knows when. But uh, yeah, we're not gonna give up on it. We're not gonna give in to the enemy. Mm -hmm. We have said, uh, we have made the first step and we're gonna make till the final step whenever that is. And, 
But I hope that people will learn from this and also with survivors that they find the courage out of this to come forward and to seek help and to seek uh, Christian counseling through by ministry and other ministries like it. Uh, yeah, with a real coach and a spiritual, uh, yeah, spiritual coach and counselor who is adept to work with angels, with the Lord's angels and with the blood of Jesus Christ. And this is for me all the reason, Ever Robert, why a secular counselor can never deal and heal someone like us or others like us. And especially when also with darker altars, darker altars we have a field day with the with psychologist and a secular counselor and a psychiatrist. Especially if they are not adept and, and they are working with uh, God's Holy Spirit inside of them. Because you need that. In, in order to make a distinction between uh, an altar and a dark, dark altar that still operates on the inside for Lucifer and for the, uh, and, and for the uh, occult uh, uh, programmers and their masters. <coughs> and yeah, the enemy is not stupid how they create everything. They, they are very smart. I have to admit that I don't like it to admit, but it is true as you know yourself and uh so i only wish that they use it i only wish that they use the smartness for the good of humanity because if they, if they would have used that for the goodness we could have created all the problems that we have eliminated all the problems on the earth if they would have used that for the goodness but unfortunately that is not the case but yeah to come back on on yeah, what happened to Robert and, and others, and especially with those internal bases, what going on. As I said, I'm glad that at least the altars on the inside are made tougher uh, than the physical body, because otherwise they would have never survived the torture that those altars go go through. And uh, it, it is it is insane what's happening, and even. For me, at at, at uh, onset when I came out, and you told me certain things, I was even, uh, as you recall, flabbergasted about certain things. Well, what happened? And that was but, interesting because Lauren, uh, I, you know, folks, I'm I'm talking to Lauren, one of Robert's parts right now. Uh, Lauren worked for Satan, or at least on the dark side of the system. Yes, I was as used, kind I was of clear. like. Was it like middle management, so to speak? Yes. And About, switch sides. Thank God I did. But I only was to a certain degree. I had, I was a system manager, but I didn't have access to all the other things that were done to Robert. Mm. How they operate on the inside. Uh, and the inside can be seen, let's say, like a layer of a corporation. Uh, so you got the, the, on the highest end, the, the CEO, and then underneath you got the different managers, and each get a little bit more knowledge. The higher you go, you got a little bit more knowledge, and the lower you are in the totem pole, the less knowledge you had. I was on somewhere just under the, under the middle level. So I still had not, not the access and didn't have a clue 
what all the others above me uh, knew and what they were of course involved in. But I am glad that I got out and that I had the opportunity to cross over to, to uh, Jeshua, Jesus Christ. And I'm eternally thankful for that. And I'm, I'm now also thankful that I am able now to help as Robert's protector or one of Robert's protectors besides Taylor and also James, who is another one that was created by Robert's indirect genetic family, the Mountbatten's, for certain purposes, as, you, as, we, as we told you. But yeah, the, the way how the system with all this is layered on the inside is like a corporation or like a military structure or any corporate structure in which you got on the top who knows everything and or secret societies for that matter and the lower you go the less you know and that is how they can keep things under control and so but yeah sometimes there are ones who are willing to take the jump and to get out of it if they get the opportunity because there's a very strict control on the inside they get whole armies of punishes that they can send out and they will torture you for yeah it, it, it looks the torture i would guess look like for eternity because time on the inside is completely different than on the outside so yeah you don't have any sense of time when it happens that's also a reason why altars on the inside aging much slower than on the outside because when I came out as Lauren in 2015, if I recall, in May, I was only 14. Yeah, I'm now four, five, six, I'm now 19. So I, on the physical, I, yeah, because my bio and uh, chemistry has adjusted to the outside 3D worlds. So I'm also now aging as a normal human age in that way. I know I'm in a body of a 50 plus adult in, in Robert's body, but as Lauren, yes, I still I'm I'm still got the age of 19. And now yeah, a lot of the altars we uh, rescue are even much younger. And again, as you also told us, not all the altars that we rescue are even altars of Robert because they can pull altars out of a person, place them in someone else, put get altars from Robert into others and people have to realize part of the reason I think that they do it is if those persons get saved uh, and get out of the cult and they try to heal they can never fully heal because not all the altars of the of the core person is all together in, in the body so this is an, another punishment a way of punishment how, how you can describe it so wow. that the person can never be completely healed. It, it, it's punishment and it's a web of control. It's a mass. I mean, when we talk about layers upon layers upon layers of grids yes. in the spirit, um, one of the ways that these grids exist is because from one person in the cult to another, to another, to another, there is an exchange of soul parts that are going back and forth between different vessels. And that trafficking means not only severe targeting for those that are trying to defect from the cults, 
but also it allows for spying, reporting, and all kinds of other inconvenient circumstances. Robert has continued to be targeted by high-level witches around the world I'm, since I've met him. As a matter of fact, uh, one of the more recent ones that we had to deal with uh, not too long ago was someone by the name of Ursula Scheucha. It's going to throw the name out there because that's the problem. Um, why don't you just talk a little bit about that problem, uh, Lauren? That problem came up, I think, for the first time. Was it 2017? Around that time, and that you tried to bind her and the influence, but uh, apparently, see, or some of her covering members found other ways around it, and including Elizabeth Krupp of the German Krupp family, who is also the second in command of her coven. And her coven operates in France, Germany, uh, the UK, and has also an arm, I think, with a few in the US and Canada. But they are mainly in Central Europe, as France, Germany, etc. And yeah, we had uh, quite some dealings with her in the spirit for Estrel, and they tried to pull Robert uh, back in, in it, especially during certain periods when there are rituals going on. And so we had to do, last time uh, uh, binding, I think a couple of weeks ago, if I recall. It was, it was uh, some months, but. Yeah, so, yeah, that looks a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, a few months ago. <laughs> so, but yeah, she is one of those pesky uh, little ones. They are not little, but she's quite high within the European scene. Uh, as you may also have heard from some, another former survivor, <clears throat> but nonetheless, yeah, Robert has been used by those coffins all his all his life, and they are not going to give up Robert that easily. I wish they did. It makes our life a lot easier. Unfortunately, that is not the case. But we are, as I said, we are not going to give up. We're not going to give the enemy what they uh, want. For us, they can one thing, and that is go through, uh, flush themselves through the toilet. Yeah. To you know, um, folks, uh, if you've had a chance to take a look at my books, right, because I have these guys, right, Prayers to Shake Heaven and Earth and Advanced Prayers to Shake Heaven and Earth, they detail basically just a bunch of prayers. We, I don't even try to explain them because it's uh, each, some of these prayers, I could write a whole encyclopedia on why all the words and all of the language and so forth. It's, it's just a lot of, you know, I, I, so, so the, these books are just the prayers themselves, no explanation or just a sentence how you use it. Now, I have three different prayers called Freedom from Human Persecutors, Freedom from Human Persecutors 2.0, and Ultimate Freedom from Human Persecutors. Daniel, why, why do you need so many prayers for, for human persecutors? Answer, friends of mine like, Robert, because what I found is that with some of these high-level targeting agendas that occur with high-level witches and warlocks around the world, human persecutors and human persecutors 2.0 failed to actually achieve the desired end, freedom in Jesus Christ. Yes. It just wasn't enough. Wasn't enough legalities covered. And like you said, back doors were found and targeting would often reinstate. Uh, in this case, with Ursula and her coven, it also includes a number of royal houses as members in her coven. 
in her case, the Windsors, the House of Orange, and a few other European royalty houses are all part of it, including the House of Mont Monaco is another one. And that goes and also back to the black nobility and all that. So, so yeah, her company is quite, yeah, within Europe, one of the higher levels of people connected to the present day. And of course, they are not going to give up their prized possessions because in the end, people as Robert and others are their possessions. Or at least that is how they perceive it. So yeah, that, uh, yeah, so Daniel had quite <laughs> a struggle because he was scratching his head. Why is it not working, uh, even with the power of God? But yeah, they found apparently new uh, back doors and also with darker altars on the inside uh, who are still working for the enemy that probably opened those doors and were able to signal to them. And that's another thing. So long you, uh, as a survivor, still has altars that are tied to the cabal or the Illuminati or whatever, uh, the forces of darkness, to call it like that. So when you have altars who are still loyal to that, that still means that the enemy has literally access to you. Mm -hmm. And so, so long you have not taken care of any dark altar on the inside and let them come to Jesus Christ, or if not, that they will be completely removed with the power of Jesus, and then he can send them to the abyss or wherever he wants them. Yeah, so that does not happen. That means that every survivor out there can be still used, and the enemy still has a legality claim on those survivors, if I understand Daniel correct. And that is part of the reason why things with Robert, he still can be accessed, despite the the prayers that Daniel did and uh, the prosecutors 1.1, 1 .1, uh, 1 1.0 is a 2.0. So long, yeah, we still got dark altars, then they still have a legal claim to a certain degree. And this is, yeah, this is one of the hard things that a counselor has to deal with when they work with a client. And I, I can imagine yeah, for certain counselors, this can be very frustrating because it could set back their work for for weeks, months, or even longer. And thank God Daniel is very patient. <laughs> and also he, he never gives up. So that helps as well. Because I can imagine that you will have maybe the out there uh, counselors who are maybe done really giving up because they feel they can nowhere. Thank God Daniel is a true warrior of the Lord. Hallelujah for that. Oh, well, thank you, Lord. You know, uh, you know it's true. On what you're saying, though, this is this is the fact of the matter. Uh, it gets it, it, this is where deliverance and inner healing actually converge, because um, a person doesn't get delivered of their altars they, they get delivered of their demonic bondage the alter personalities can get delivered of their specific bondage if it's different than the core the presenter whatever but then there comes healing everyone that's broken on the inside getting healing and one of the things that i think uh, people run into 
uh, a, a lot of times. This is a lot of believers that have found a very unsuccessful journey with Jesus. Is that you know even if they get their hands on deliverance materials, even my books, I, I've I've had this happen where people say, "Well, I said your prayers and they didn't do anything for me." Well, sometimes that's because there's no healing happening while the prayers are being used, and so uh, what there's a gap, there's a huge missing piece, a huge missing link. Um, not only that, this is what also gets certain things really messed up. It was actually the case with Robert, because in the beginning, I would have other parts on the inside doing renunciations and realize that without Robert's agreement and involvement, the prayers were not working until Robert began to come to the surface and do the renunciations with me, suddenly they started working. And I want to point out that for people that have been on a journey that have found less success with deliverance, sometimes there has to be a recognition that whoever is living life at the front can't remember their childhood and has periodic blackouts uh, is not the core at all. And because the person at the surface is not the core, nor maybe even a very significant part of the whole, the, the ability to make renunciations on behalf of a system is very limited and therefore less than effective. And the only way around that is actually a healing journey, not just more deliverance prayers. Yeah, because concerning also in Robert's spirit parts. Yes. Uh, because you talked about it, that the core, and he must be in a significant form. Well, with Robert, we found in total that he, his core, or not his, was it his core or his, his spirit. spirit? His spirit. That was in, in total split and separated all over the place on earth and up, and up world in 23 other pieces, if you recall. So it is a miracle, A, that Robert has survived in the way how he is, but also that, in this case, you work with him, uh, with the renunciations and all that, that it is working. Because if, if Robert has only been living only on one piece of his spirit, and Robert always thinking that he is living in his complete thing, but yeah, he found out that is not the case. Uh, yeah, it is incredible what the enemy can do. And as I said in the first interview, when you told me you in this vision of my, of Point Montauk before the coach, you saw Robert's part there. I was then flabbergasted, but it still made me flabbergasted when I think about it. What they are able to do, and uh, it is incredible. Evil, that is. I don't mean incredible as in good, but in evil. But in the end, I do believe that Robert and others with similar situations will get healed. It may take a while, and also uh, when those parts have been found, if at all, because I can, maybe with some, it could be even that they never would be found at all. Can a part of the spirit being destroyed by the enemy? Like, um, you, okay, so. Um, now, let's say, if they use, let's say, on the level of the fallen angels and detect that they are. In my 
experience, which is admittedly incomplete. Um, if that's, I mean, I think that's a good question. I have not found a case yet where the enemy destroyed a piece of human spirit okay to bring it to a state of non-existence it's just a broken piece that's just my my experience with others i I haven't seen it yet i've seen soul parts destroyed sacrificed um blown up brought to a state of non-existence but not spirit okay i was just wondering about it because yeah, this already, but I said that was the first time when you told me in, in our first, very first interview when you told us about it, and during the counseling session, of course. And then later, God gave Robert, or yeah, God through his angels, gave later on the evening to Robert the confirmation about the 14 parts that were before Hunt, uh, Montauk. And part of it, what Robert understood from the angels is that uh, those parts were there in this geometric shape in order to power up the Montauk project, the time travel part. <laughs> so, but yeah, in the end, we found out later that there were nine other pieces missing as well, not only the 14 what we initially thought. But yeah, I was just wondering if the enemy is able also to do, completely destroy the spirit part. But I'm glad then that at least it's not so far, you know, uh, able to do that. Thank God for that. Then. Now, Lauren, one of the things that we started doing later on, uh, once we developed the prayer, Freedom from Earth Systems, which, folks, is in my second book, Advanced Prayers of Shake Heaven and Earth. Um, we began to use this for all of the different locations where Robert had been to rituals or programming. Yes. trauma and so forth and and we continue actually to do about three or four or five locations every week um just continually um untethering robert from these locations and uh we've not even done some of the upworld locations as we have as well but can, but can yeah that, that is about a, that for Mm-hmm. Yes, that, that is another thing, uh, because you also told us that, yeah, not only you are brother, but people are tied to the location. So if you don't take care in, in the counseling on that part, you're still tied up to, to what the enemy is doing and to what you have been tied up into that particular location. So it's not only breaking down the connection with the evil ones on the inside and in, and in the spirit realm, or in the astral realm, etc. But it is also to yeah to break down the tie to to the locations, and that could be uh, let's say a location, let's say in a different country. Uh, it could be to let's say a castle, could be an astral and location, a mirror location in let's say the astral realm, because the astral realm is also a mirror from the yeah, from the physical world. So yeah, if you, if you as a counselor don't work with a client like us in order to undo those bondage, yeah, then still you don't come far. Uh, and I'm glad that Daniel figured out that yeah, for for his clients to heal, people also need to be untied 
to those locations. And that could be, as Daniel already said, programming sites, ritual sites, or other sites that the person or the core or the body of the core was used in. And we have been uh, brought quite a lot to a lot of different locations. If we, if we had to, if each location had to be stamped in a passport, probably we had a whole uh, set of passports if they had all of these as them because with but then Robert was brought with military planes and also private planes to different locations and also portals as well so and also they used in some cases uh, planes for like those anti-gravity planes as the TR-3B uh, that they were that Robert was picked up with others so but yeah, those locations, there's still quite a number to go in the future before Robert is set free from that, that part. And some are even, as I said, mirrors within the astral because they also do rituals in the astral plane. Uh, because they believe when you do rituals in the astral plane, that even enhance the rituals even more. Wow. That is their belief. Because they believe that the astral plane is on top of this one. Yep. So the enhancement for what they do is bigger. So, so yeah, there is a lot uh, what we are survivors have to untangle from. In this case, Robert, that is. But You know, folks, um, you can begin a journey into this revelation uh, with the understanding that the blood of Abel is documented in the Bible as crying out for justice. Why? Because there was an injustice that occurred on a physical geographic piece of land where Abel's blood was spilled. Well, many ritual sites have had significant amounts of blood spilled into that land. And that blood is crying out for justice. But what happens when that blood that's being spilt into that site uh, happens to belong to someone whose physical body is still alive and being trafficked from one ritual to the next all over the place? Uh, well, it's a tethering to that land. And moreover, it's not just that. It, it really extends to just about every body fluid. And then the uh, element of soul part activity occurring in astral planes over a physical geography. And in this way, there have been many entanglements established uh, involving many people across many different areas all over the world. And what people need to realize is that deliverance from entities such as Beelzebub and Molech and Poseidon and these bad guys is uh, just as important as deliverance and untethering from geographies in the earth that are established through ungodly means because a tethering to a geography like china lake or the nazi base in antarctica or under the giza plateau in egypt some of the places we've had to untether robert from uh it is very important it is absolutely necessary and so uh, this is, I think, a level that the body of Christ is going to catch up to, thanks to folks like you that can testify to it. You're welcome. 
I hope that Robert's testimony certainly will help the body of Christ and also a lot of the survivors that are living among the body of Christ, even the ones that probably right now even doesn't realize that they are, that they are survivors. As I said with Robert, he only found out this himself when his internal programming started to halt and to break down in the summer of 2013. If you would have a year before said to Robert, you are multiple and used in, in that in that program, Robert would have hit you in your face because he would have been deeply offended. So yeah, he had to confront himself and to face yeah the music about what he had been used in and, and what has happened to him. And it wasn't an easy journey. I can tell you for Robert to uh, to accept including with his fiancée, who is still abroad, who is also a multiple. Hopefully not as layered as Robert, but she also had to face her own music by coming to, uh, to the realization that she also was used. And there are tens of thousands, if not millions, out there over the world, spread over the world, who are in similar situations, because I believe that we talk about people being used in the in the millions, if not tens of millions. Um, so Lauren, uh, we've talked about a lot of stuff. Yes. Mars, other planets, moons, temple prostitution, spirit children, entities, rituals, uh, soul prisons, bases. They are all tight, at least I in Robert's case. Is there anything else that you wanted to say on these subjects today before we this interview. No, not today, no doubt another time for Rob, or maybe Robert himself. But yeah, I want to say yeah to survivors or to people who may think that they had similar experience to reach out to organizations like brightmovement.com and other ministries that work with survivors to to get help because you cannot do things on your own. And a secular counselor cannot help you for one. Most of them are on the payroll of secret agencies around the world. So there's already one reason we would never trust them and use them because they will reprogram you back into under the control. So I would advise people that think that, that they got memories and uh, resurfacing and things that happens to them uh, to yeah to uh, go go out to ministries like Bright and uh, ask for help and ask for consultation and God will uh, lead them to whatever ministry and on their journey that is if they are willing to make the first step and the only way how you can set free is through the blood of Christ. Mm -hmm. I Robert is a testimony with it himself, including myself as Lauren, because without surrendering myself to Jesus Christ, as being one of the altars being used by the dark side on the inside, I would have never set free, been set free. So I am very grateful for the blood of Christ, what it has done for me as uh, Lauren. Otherwise, I would have still been under the, under the jug of darkness on the inside under Lucifer's control and his uh, minions. So from my own point of view, yeah, 
I know that Body Christ works for survivors. And also Robert knows that. So if it works for Robert, then it can work for any survivor out there that listening to your program and feel being triggered because he or he or herself is a multiple and being used themselves. So I hope that God will guide those people to save uh, harbor to ministries like yourself and others. And that's all what I have to say. And for everyone else out there, stay safe and uh, keep your ears to, to Jesus Christ and your eyes on Jesus Christ, especially in the times that we're living with this false flag of this COVID-19. And I uh, wish everyone a safe, uh, yeah, safe week or weeks and months ago. Thank you so Come much, on. Lauren. Thank, thank you so You're much. And, and folks, by the way, before we end this podcast, I, I do want to just take a moment to talk about some of the stuff that we've been doing at Bride Ministries in order to expand what we are making available uh, to survivors of, of, of different backgrounds. Um, at Bride Ministries, we have been training coaches and we have a year-long uh, DID coach mentorship program training that we started this year. Um, at the end of this year, we'll be graduating a number of people and we'll be doing the program again in 2021. And we expect to see that expand over the years to come. Uh, and, and so what we are doing is we are building an army here at Bride Ministries of people that are trained and able to execute inner healing, deliverance ministry, empowerment to the human spirit, and uh, other types of ministry necessary to see to the healing and deliverance of survivors of the worst kinds of trauma. Not only that, uh, we are moving towards building survivor housing for people that are in traffic situations and in living situations that make a healing journey unachievable in their current circumstance. We are also working towards the creation of something I'm, I'm calling it a self-deliverance portal, which is going to allow people all over the world to connect with our deliverance resources uh, for free and have them prayed over them via video with explainers and assessments to connect them to the right resource and tool they need for their deliverance um, in order to expedite this work. And so uh, in addition to the prayers that we've made available, this podcast, the Bride Ministries Church, we are doing uh, everything that we can in order to be a solution for the problems that people have in this hour. So thank you again, Lauren, for joining me on You're this welcome. program. And folks, until next time, God bless. And God, God bless. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. This podcast is a production of Bride Ministries International. Visit our website at brideministriesinternational.com to enjoy the Bride Ministries Church, the Bride Ministries Institute, free resources, and to support us financially.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.